Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to the Press Box, a radio show. When you turn us on, you're gonna be in the know. Cause we're working all the time. Yes, sorry. Checking every storyline. We got a hell do you do? Now we're in the Press Box. Everything will be alright. Shoot it, big fella. He does. And he nailed it. Party time in T-Town. Well, it's Chris and a ham, J.D. on a coast, and Mike is working the beat in the whole damn state. Cause we working all the time. Good. Checking every storyline. Oh, do it, baby! Now we're in the press box. Everything will be alright. Trip stack right side, pitch to Carnell, who will throw a wide open Anthony makes a touchdown, Tiger! Here we go! On and on and on and on. That's what we do. Checking every storyline. Big, big, big. Welcome to the press box. Everything will be alright. It's cut. Wow. It is the press box on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and beyond. Booming into Chattanooga thanks to KWIN 1420 101.3 FM Trenton, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Part of. The Press Box Radio Network. Mike Grace from the Breakline Optic Studios. Glad to have you with us tonight uh, in Auburn, Alabama. It is the Crimson Tide and the top-ranked Auburn Tigers. Our buddy Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network will be on the call along with Andy Burcham, Sonny Smith, and again, he'll join us in a matter of moments. Chris Stewart will have the call for the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Chris joins us from Birmingham. And Chris, I know, again, you've had a lot of honors in, in, in your life and your career a five-time winner of the Alabama Sports Broadcaster of the Year uh, from the National Sports Media Association. Uh, just a year ago, honored as a University of Montevallo Athletics Hall of Famer. But I can't imagine an honor more uh, distinctive than what was bestowed upon you last week on Twitter when our next guest labeled you as Pate State material, my friend. That's, wow. that's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. How in the heck did I miss that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right there on Twitter, man. Check it out. Oh, Josh, I am beyond honored. I've got to go back and find this because I I catch most of your tweets, as you know. Uh, But how did I miss that? Is there a plaque or something? Or does it have to actually become part of Pate State? It's actually, as as you talk out loud, I'm thinking to myself, probably does need to be a physical asset that I send out because I don't, as you know, because you follow me a lot and we talk a lot behind the scenes, I I don't hand out this distinction lightly. No, you can't no. be handing out scholarships to a fictitious university li- <laughs> lightly because you only have 25 per cycle. But, yeah, threw it out there. And, yeah, I- I'll have to get you something. If, if nothing more than a certificate on the wall, I'll have to get you something. Man, I'm uh, now now I'm just going back looking. All right, I'll, 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 I'll work on that. Uh, it, I'm floored. I, it's totally thrown me off of, of where I was going. Look, I'm going to guess. Here, here's what I'm going to guess. While I may be Pate State material, if Brian Kelly was, he is rapidly dancing his way out of Pate State. Is that fair to say? All right. So this is not an easy issue to talk about, and it is not a simple surface-based issue to talk about. On one okay. hand, there is the sense of me 
that just has a little cringe about himself when I see anyone who can't dance try to dance. That would be myself yeah. included. That's why you have never seen me try to dance. So there is that side of me that says, oof, definitely not PSM. But then yeah. we've gone to the acronym now to save time. But on the other side, I think to myself, and I talked about this at length on the show the other night, and everyone either hardcore agreed or hardcore disagreed. I think that Brian Kelly knew, kind of getting serious when he left Notre Dame, he knew I'm getting myself into something I've never really taken a dive into, and that is Southern recruiting. And I am definitely going to have to change something. I think Brian Kelly was sharp enough to know the same playbook I used at Notre Dame is probably not going to fly down there. And I, so I think you've looked at him early on, and, and it may look awkward, and it is. It's because someone's feeling their way out. But I will give him credit for this. At least he was shrewd enough at the outset to realize status quo is not going to work. I had to go about things a different way at Notre Dame. So whatever worked here is probably not going to work down there. Now, his core football philosophy is not going to change. I think a lot of people are kind of being fooled. These are like different ornaments on the tree, Chris. The tree is going to stay the same. And when yeah. you get in uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter situations, his tendencies and his philosophy, those will be unchanged. But he has realized, as we all did, I think watching Notre Dame, when he was there, that was a really good football team. It was just they had 30% less roster talent overall when they went up against Alabama or they went up against Clemson. And he knows as well as anyone else does, it doesn't matter how sharp a football mind you are. Once you get into those settings, you're done. Well, here's the great unknown. And here's what he's trying to figure out and using any method he can. What if I, as Brian Kelly, what if I were able to acquire that kind of talent? What if I put together a comparable roster at LSU? What if I were to get my version of 2019 LSU were in here? Or what if I were able to do a version of what Jimbo is doing now out at Texas A&M? Well, if I'm Brian Kelly and I'm thinking to myself, Dude, I, the football, no one's out X and owing me. I mean, philosophically, I, I got this stuff. I, I'm doing anything I can to get that talent on campus. And I don't really care what anyone else outside of Baton Rouge says, as long as on the dotted line, the names look right on signing day. But then you have the ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. Are they actually yeah. going to have that appeal to them? And that's kind of still a great unknown too. All right. So a bunch of things to go around it and I'll, I'll try to be brief on these, but Jim Harbaugh, if he's going to leave, what's the hold up? Is it, you know, are they really doing what, we see a lot of people do, and that's make sure you got the signing class locked in, and then he's going to bolt. I cannot imagine an NFL team is working on the University uh, University of Michigan's recruiting timetable. I could be wrong yeah, about that. I understand. You're I mean, right. I mean, let, well, let's be. Let's just be. Let's put it all out there. If the reports are accurate, he is meeting with Minnesota in person on signing day. So that alone tells me I don't really think that they have at the forefront of their decision making whether Michigan locks up all of the four-star recruits from Kenosha and Nashville and Charlotte and whatnot, I don't think they care about that so much. I've gotten this sense. I've gotten the sense that maybe it's not the NFL waiting to see if Jim Harbaugh is ready to jump. Maybe it's Jim Harbaugh waiting to see if the NFL is ready to have him. And maybe that process has just taken this long. But yeah. I will say, you know, some of the feedback that we've gotten um, kind of, back channeling with recruits that have been committed to Michigan is Jim Harbaugh has been pretty upfront and I'll give him a lot of credit for this during this recruiting cycle. He has told guys, we've been told directly from these players in, in multiple cases that Jim Harbaugh has let them know the NFL is a possibility for me. So I'm continuing to recruit you, but please understand 
commit to the school. This is the University of Michigan as a whole recruiting you. And they have sold Michigan and the attributes of what a Michigan degree will mean. And so I credit him for that. But I don't think they're working on that recruiting timetable. I know it's been talked about a lot. I just don't think that's the way in reality it's shaken out. Josh Pate is our guest. And frankly, I don't think we gave him the proper introduction. Host of Late Kick Live. You see him on the 24-7 sports and uh, platform and CBS Sports HQ. And again, you, you told us this last time, but for those that may not be familiar, there are different platforms, different areas. But tell tell our listeners what CBS Sports HQ actually is, if they're not familiar with it. It's a good question because I, I don't even talk about it enough. I'll tell you what it is. Anyone who is your age, my age, you know, if you're not in your late teens, early 20s, basically, there is a part of your life where you probably grew up and you could depend on turning on something like Sports Center and just getting sports fed to you constantly. Highlights, right. you could tune in for like a 30-minute block and you yeah. knew everything you needed to know about what was going on in the world of sports. And then they kind of moved away from that. I won't say evolved because I equate that with progression and I don't think sports TV has progressed, but I do think it's changed. So CBS Sports said, uh, well, where is the void? There's a void in the market right now. Who's filling that? The answer was no one. And so CBS Sports said, well, we're going to do that. And so they put together CBS Sports HQ and it runs all day. It's linear. It's streaming. You can go to literally CBSSportsHQ.com right now and watch it. We'll do eight hours of signing day coverage on there tomorrow. That's why I'm down in South Florida right now. But it is very much a throwback to what you would have grown up with in what is now called the highlight era, uh, which is kind of bygone in nature. It's shocking to say, but uh, I love watching it. It's something that I would, I would advise people to just have on in the background throughout the day. It is great. It's a great audio bed. It's a great, it's a great foundation for your day uh, because you just, you stay caught up on everything. All right. So, and I would agree with all of that. You, you've got a, a, a segment here talking about the Bama bump. Explain what that is. Oh, here's, here's what's funny. Uh, I had to hang up with an executive here to take this call, and I was happy to do it. But the executive was having me explain the Bama bump uh, because they, they get, they get um, inundated with emails about this stuff all the time. Here is, in a sense, what we're talking about. For a while, and by while, I mean as long as Nick Saban's been in Alabama, there have been accusations that when a kid commits to Alabama or when Alabama gets in on a kid, the recruiting industry, 24-7 sports and others, uh, they give an extra star to that player. They bump them up in the ratings, and the whole takeaway is, well, the recruiting industry is biased for Alabama. So they call that, that phenomenon the Bama bump. Yeah. Now, in reality – there are a few things in play, but the problem is it's, it doesn't fit nice and neat in a tweet or a sentence. And so these days, everyone works in sound bites and snapshots. And if you can't answer someone in one of those methods, then you really don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's a lot of nuance to this. The first thing is everyone has an anecdotal example in their back pocket that they can pull out. Well, I remember when this kid committed and then he got bumped. Well, I remember when that kid uh, got an offer from Bama and he got bumped. I can present to you as many that had things go the other way. The other kid right now, Jeremiah Alexander, plays ball right up near where you guys are. Seen him play. Uh, Alexander, we've got every reason to rate a five-star player. I think he's a heck of a player, and he's a borderline kid for us as it is. I'm not on the rankings council, so I can take all the credit with none of the blame here, by the way. But he is a guy 
that I mentioned the other day because I had I had viewers coming at me. Well, what about Elijah Prince? What about this guy? What about that guy? I said, what about Jeremiah Alexander? Let's just test this theory of yours and walk it through to a logical conclusion. Why would he not be rated five stars at 24-7 sports? And there is no nailing down on this, Chris. Anytime you try and debate someone with the data, it's like trying to nail Jello to the wall because they'll just bounce around all over the place. They will yeah. never stay nailed down on any one thing. And here's here's the fact of the matter. A couple of things happen, really. Nick Saban, is shocking though it may seem, is very good at evaluations, and he is very much ahead of the game most of the time. And so really what happens is Nick Saban and Alabama get ahead of the recruiting industry, and they are very selective with their offers too. So if they are, A, ahead of the industry, knowing about kids before we do, and B, with that, that finite amount of offers they have, if they decide to offer a kid, and then someone in the recruiting industry sees that, 99 times out of 100, you are absolutely, knowing his track record, going to say, wait a second, what did we miss on this kid? And absolutely, there'll probably be a second look given to him, or in some cases, a first look given to him. And so that's what happens. But it's very nuanced. And it's, it's also, it's borne out that if this existed, if there was undue praise and, and ratings inflation being given to Alabama players on the front end, where I should see it play out is in the recruiting, is in the uh, on-field product and in the NFL draft. And in reality, it's the opposite. They win a national title every other year. Uh, they've got more first-round picks than losses at this point under Saban. And also, here's a stat that we uncovered here that's just mind-boggling. Out of the five-star rated players who end up being draft eligible, an Alabama five-star is 48.8% likely to be a first-round draft pick. The rest of college football is at 18.3%. So if you're a five-star kid and you do nothing more than go to Bama, that alone, data suggests, gives you more than a two-times advantage of being a first-round draft pick relative to if you just go anywhere else in college football. So I say all that to say I don't believe in the Bama bump theory. Josh Pate, host of Late Kick Live, also uh, or part of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports HQ. Auburn basketball is through the roof right now, and it should be. Bruce has done amazing things. It's easy, though, I contend, for Auburn fans to go in on hoops because they have zero desire to look at football. Is that too harsh? Is it going to get better? Is it a dumpster fire that has not been fully – uh, I'm not going to say fully discovered, but um, fully addressed as of this point, or is that an overreaction? No, I don't think it's an overreaction. I, I think Auburn basketball is having a really good run at the perfect time here. Uh, and this is not, I know it's not a one year thing, but uh, there is, a, it's a very needed distraction. And I'll tell you, I think a lot of the heat that normally would be being felt by that football program right now is being delayed because of what's happening in basketball. You know, a lot of people, they want to turn a blind eye to the problem. This is like having a bunch of debt and then going on vacation for two weeks. You come back, the debt's still going to be there, but you don't want to think about it while you're on vacation. No one wants to think about the fact that they've lost more coordinators than they have total wins under Brian Harson so far. No one wants to think about that, but yet it's there. I was talking to an assistant the other day, and I had him say something to me that I had really not thought about. And he said, you know what's crazy is in a, in a conference like the SEC where there's so much turnover and there's so much churn, especially in the, in the coaching staffs, 13 of 14 fan bases right now 
you could say are relatively happy with their situation. And Auburn is the 14th. That's the only fan base right now that if they looked at a combination of results on the field and tenure uh, of their coaching staff would say, we don't like where we're at. And that's not a good thing, especially if you're in the SEC West, because Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Sam Pittman now, you got Brian Kelly. uh, They are not going anywhere. And you're not either. But when I say that, I say it in two totally different veins about them versus you. It's not a good thing. And I, I know that sometimes it has to get the darkest before the light, but sometimes it also gets the darkest just because the power's out and it's not coming back on. It's really hard, not impossible, but really hard for me to see them being able to gain enough traction with the current set of circumstances to contend at a high level in this conference. So you're headed to the beach for crying out loud. It's zero degrees He's most there. of the time in Nashville these days, but yeah. you're at the beach. He's there. Yeah. Yeah, let me paint a picture for you. I know this is an audio format, so I can't FaceTime you, but I'm staring out over the Atlantic Ocean. I'm on the 12th yeah. floor right here on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Beautiful mm-hmm. hotel, by the way. Great water pressure in the shower, one Yay. of the most underrated oh, aspects yeah, of travel. Yeah. No the water question. Pressure. But we have CBS Sports HQ in Stamford, Connecticut. But here's the most important aspect of working here. There is a southern branch in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. And so I have just taken to finding any excuse possible to come down here, especially during the winter. And we found one with signing day. We have a we have a brand new studio, multiple brand new studios in downtown Nashville. Naturally, what you want to do is leave those behind and come to South Florida on the company's dime. Yeah. And that's exactly what we have uh, figured out a way to do this week. You're you're not only a, a very kind man, you're a brilliant one, clearly as well. And I have found the tweet. I do appreciate it uh, about the story. Edwin Stanton from Bama Central did all. We appreciate the shout out. But uh, man, thanks so much for the time. I know you're busy, but uh, we will catch up again soon and, and greatly appreciate what you do and how you do it. I appreciate you having me on absolutely anytime. See you, bud. Take care. All right. Just a great guy, man. If you haven't seen it, it is Late Kick Live. It's live each Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Time on both CBS uh, Sports HQ and 247sports.com. He's also got the Late Kick Live uh, podcast and, as we mentioned, the dean of Pate State. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, is, uh, he has really created a cool niche for himself. Does it really well. You know what? I'm trying to think, and I haven't, to be honest, I haven't seen a ton. I Most of what I consume is through Twitter. Yeah. And yeah. Though he does a great job of taking his full platform and, and throwing pieces of it onto to Twitter. And so you get a chance to sample the product. And I wish I could go through and watch more of, of what he does because I enjoy his work. Brilliant. It's uh, It's got a little roam to it. Little Jim yeah. Rome, not yeah. without yeah. being without right. being hurtful, hateful, over the top, yeah. the way Rome yeah. is. But but if there's a little element to it, uh, like I said, said respectfully towards both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really innovative. I, I he's he's built a really good brand for himself, and CBS was very 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 smart in locking him in and latching on to him. He's just, he, he's, he's one of us and he's just brilliant. I Why mean, are you going to offend the man like oh, that? Oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I should, I should, I, again, to me, that's the difference between him and Jim Rome though. I don't yeah. consider Rome, you know, good old Southern boy. I think Josh, 
It's a good old Southern boy. Hey, hey, here's the thing. Rome don't consider himself one of us either. <laughs> or us one truth? of him. Ain't that the truth? More inside the press box after a quick timeout. Back after this. 